it's uh, in Buddhism, this life of sitting in our cars and going to the store and going to uh, the farmer's market and coming to the zendo in the morning. This, this life uh, of saying hello to uh, the people we meet, it's, it's frequently called a dream. This life is but a dream. A dream mainly consists of my thought that uh, I'm here and Sandra's there and there's a, there's an, there's others and there's a separation uh, that I have my own individual achievements and failures and we all have our own individual achievements and failures and uh, uh, sometimes we have happiness in life and sometimes it's not so happy. So this is all a dream, this separation of uh, me from all others, that I've got some unique view of the world and I negotiate uh, my life with that unique um, hard-fought a dream, according to Buddhism. And uh, we might ask ourselves, for instance, uh, who was it that was singing in the moonlight last night? Was it uh, me standing next to Shakti who was singing Nearby was Nigel and Lisa singing. Who was singing last night? Or was it uh, one voice, one heart, one mind? Our, our Buddha, our Buddha nature that is creating the song all in one piece after creating such a beautiful chanting and drumming and ringing ceremony, uh, bowing to uh, live our lives according to the precepts. Who was doing that? Was it, was it our one voice, one heart, one mind? Or is what we just chanted, and we call that our Bodhi mind. Is Bodhi mind creating the life in Zendo, the life under the full moon, the life in the, our houses, our life that walks through the forest, our life that is the forest and the seas and the skies, that's our Bodhi mind. That's our one mind, our one heart. I 
when uh, when we were uh, sheltering in our houses for a few months, a couple of years ago, because of the rise of the pandemic, it was just such such a uh, example that that we are one body, one heart, one mind that lives together, that um, protects each other, that uh, can be uh, made sick all together with uh, one, one virus that, uh, that just is also among us, is us. That was quite an example for me of, of our one heart and one mind. When we think of the causes of global warming, when we think of solutions for global warming, um, like in uh, a famous quote of Bill McKibben, uh, a um, climate activist and speaker and writer and thinker, he was asked after a lecture, uh, you know, what can an individual do to combat global warming? And his reply was, don't be an individual. Because you know, this is our one body. This is our one mind. This is our one heart, and, uh, and we know that. I mean, you know, when you know, when we hear those words, we know it completely. We know it completely that this is a dance that we're doing together, just like the the smaller version of the dance that we've been doing all week long. This is our awakening from the dream when we say, oh, this is what reality is. It's not doing it as an individual. It's, uh, it's our life is intimate and profoundly interconnected with all beings. That's the awakening. example is, is the, the war in Ukraine. From the very beginning, we knew that this wasn't something that was far away, that we just uh, watched on TV. The whole world knew that, that this was a change in how we think about uh, the world, and that, um, and that this conflict something that um, is resolved as the whole world together, acting as one world, as one heart, as one mind, as one body. 
make this very clear to me when it comes forward. This is a shift. It's not just over there, but a shift that is felt all over the world. And, um, and it wakes us up from the dream of individual achievement and the, from the dream of the unique individual separate from other unique individuals to a world of intimacy and interconnection. Gotami Buddha had a dream. His first dream was that as a prince in the palace, that um, all of that around him, his life around him, was going to bring him contentment and joy and ease. But uh, that wasn't what he discovered. Like a lot of us go from one dream to the next dream. His next dream was, I'm going to be an austere aesthetic, ascetic monk, wandering the deserts, studying a lot with the most revered meditation masters that I can find and the understanding I learned from that practice of austerities and deep meditation will bring me the insights of the reality of the world and I can rest with ease in this knowledge and this reality and uh, wasn't uh, the solution either. And uh, towards the end of his dream, he was so emaciated from his austerities, the way we learned yesterday, so weak um, that when he met Sujata, Acharya Sujata, who offered him the rice pudding. He kind of started batting his eyes. What time is it? The dream was this kind of breaking up. In his sort of strength, a little more strength, he said, I'm just going to sit under this Bodhi tree um, until I wake up from this dream, until I wake up to the, the reality, uh, the, the true reality of this existence. 
and uh, sitting there, sitting there for several days, uh, the whole dream came back to him. He was dreaming again. He, in one dream after another, he was fighting the armies of Mara, the demon Mara, who was trying to uh, to uh, prevent him from his quest for true self. The armies were were trying to uh, knock him off his seat. Mara conjured up storms and earthquakes to shake him from his resolve. But his meditation was so deep and stabilizing him that nothing could shake him from that resolve. And, you know, the majority of us here have that resolve of, of, uh, of being here um, you know, every morning sit with that resolve to, uh, um, can I awake from this dream the ones that weren't here for seven days said you know I've got I've got a few days let me make the most of those days that I can sit so intently uh, and uh, work waking up from this dream, this bad dream of demons and earthquakes. Um, all of us have that resolve this week. The resolve to chant wholeheartedly. The resolve to support each other with nourishing food and support. When, uh, when the armies and the earthquakes couldn't shake him, Mara's three daughters said, let us take care of him. The daughters' names were Tanha, which means thirst, and arati, which means, which means aversion and discontent, and raga, which means greed, hate, and passion. Let us take a turn. One of Buddha's early sutras, one of his early lectures said, they came with glittering beauty, Tanha, Arati, and Raga, but I swept them away as the wind does a fallen
ocean basically blows away. That's that's kind of sitting so sturdily that greed, hate, and delusion just fell away. On his last night from 10 p.m. to from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. It was dark. It was a standard time in India. Uh, he saw the lives of all beings and all of their past lives before him, before, before this life. He was sitting so sturdily. During the next watch, the second watch, between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., he saw his own past lives and the past lives of all of his family. And in seeing these, uh, these, uh, all of these lives and all of the difficulties, generation after generation, not only with him and his family, but with all beings, he learned a little bit about suffering and discontent. And so it was in the very later part of the night, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., the coldest part of the night, that uh, he thought about their suffering. And suffering is caused by our craving, our grasping, our holding on, uh, not only to the things we want, but mainly to this idea that we're a separate self, different and special from the others. But he came across the idea that we can be liberated from this, this, this dream of, of this being a separate self. And the way we wake up from the dream is to uh, practice the Eightfold Path of creating the harmony that is woke, that is awake, a harmony that, that, we, that we are all, that's the reality of the world, a harmony of moving effortlessly with the causes and conditions. And when we see suffering, we help those suffering uh, get back into that harmonious flow using these, watching our speech, making sure that we're practicing and living ethically, uh, meditating, working uh, to create harmony, keeping in mind all the time that we're not separate, that we're profoundly interconnected, and that we're intimate 
this is what is awoke to in that third cold, chilly, late part of the night. And when the light was just forming on the horizon and there was only that one bright star in the sky, it was all confirmed for him that, uh, that uh, that star and this earth, too, were one mind, one heart, one body. And this was his awakening as the sun rose. His eyes were open. He looked around and, and was living in this harmony, accepting the causes and conditions, uh, recognizing that suffering occurs and helping to transform that suffering back into harmony and flow. He sat there. the contentment and joy of awakening from the dream of separation and isolation. He decided to sit there a couple weeks longer, even when, when it was raining again, when the monsoons were there. Uh, the Nagas acknowledge the dragons, the serpents, came and wrapped themselves around his body to protect him from the storm. The biggest one, the king Mukchilinda, opened his cobra umbrella head to shield him from any harm, any, any rain, any lightning. And he just sat and appreciated the harmony Whoa. And during that time, he decided that, uh, that he has to tell his friends what he's learned in this meditation of seven days and help them to teach liberation from suffering for all beings. And uh, in just a few hours, will have the opportunity to, to uh, tell people about the uh, peaceful sitting in the warm zendo, eating nutritious food, sitting with one heart, one body, one mind. And uh, why don't we try this again? We tell our friends at work, why don't we, why don't we try this today? Uh, just listening to the sounds of our computers going together, to the sounds of our productivity towards one goal. Let's just try on one heart, one mind, one body. This is our 
this is our intimate connection with Buddha mind, Buddha body, Buddha heart. And may this Buddha heart go on endlessly beings are numberless i vow to save them delusions are inexhaustible i vow to end them dharma gates are boundless i vow to enter them Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to win them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to render them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow.